All right. Welcome back to the Here and There Sports Podcast. College football season is almost upon us. So, talking about the most powerhouse conference, which is the Pac-12. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, it's an exciting time. Football's coming back, college and uh, professional. Um, you know, NBA free agency's done, all that stuff. So, uh, we're gonna fo- we're gonna come up with our predictions in a couple weeks uh, for all the Power Fives. We're gonna focus on the Pac-12 today. So, Ethan, what do you think is outside of obviously you're a Husky fan? So, outside of that, what do you think is the most interesting storyline in the Pac-12 this upcoming season? Well, I think that there's. intrigue this season but I think that national perspective is going to be is there any team that can be a contender for the college football playoff this season um, obviously the Pac not had a college football playoff team since the Huskies in 2016 or well 2016-17 playoff but so I think I mean obviously there will be no Pac-12 team starting in the top 10 this season in the preseason poll. So it's going to be interesting to see if there is a team that can really go to that next level. And rather than just being a solid team in the conference, actually competing for a national championship, um, you know, the Huskies obviously are one of the teams on that radar in the conference, Oregon maybe as well. And Utah has been drawing a lot of attention as well. But it's just going to be interesting to see as to whether anyone can take it to the next level. Yeah, I uh, I think if there's going to be a team that um, goes far from the Pac-12, it's going to be Oregon simply because of Justin Herbert, a quarterback, um, and you know that experience there, they can compete. And you know they have, they open up with Auburn Week One, so they can really make a big statement um, on a nationally televised game down in Arlington, Texas, um, Week One. Now, you know, Stanford, KJ Costello, Costello, sorry. Um, uh, you know, Stanford's always kind of that squad that, you know, they're good enough to hang in the top 25. But, you know, I, I don't think that Stanford's something special this year. You know, Washington, uh, you know, they, they they win a lot of games every year. They they came up short last year in uh, some of the big games against Auburn, um, which was disappointing for the Pac-12. They still won the conference. Yes, I know. Uh, but, uh, uh, that was kind of, uh, you know, out of the gate thought that Washington could uh, beat Auburn, but that didn't happen. And, um, you know, disappointing my Trojans, I think they could, they're kind of a wild card this year. They got, they got some talent, the receiver position, which I'm really excited about. Um, but you know, it all comes down to can JT Daniels or Jack Sears, whoever gets the job play quarterback and you know one of the storylines that I want to focus on or that I think is interesting not just because I'm a USC fan but is the the coaches on the hot seat I mean Clay Helton if he doesn't if he doesn't do something this year he's gone um you know that you, you we can't yeah USC can't be going five and seven every year yeah. right um yeah, yeah I, I think anything short of at least like eight wins and Clay Helton is most likely out the door the other thing that you addressed, I would be shocked if JT Daniels wasn't the starting quarterback going into next season. I mean, obviously he wasn't great last year, but he was a true freshman quarterback. So I would be shocked if they didn't continue progressing with him. Um, yeah, I, th- I think he, I, I think he's going to be, but it was kind of interesting at Pac-12 media day. Um, they, they were asking that and he wouldn't commit to JT. He kept talking about how 
Jack Sears is having a really good camp. So, you know, we'll see. I think JT will start out with the job, but if he struggles again, then uh, they'll give it to someone else. Right. And the thing with Oregon, you know, I mean, they're returning Justin Herbert. They got a lot of hype. They always have a lot of hype, you know, from the country in general. They're kind of the Pac-12 team that stands out to most of these other fans outside of the West Coast. But, um, you know, you can say whatever you want about Oregon, but the fact is they played in the Red Box Bowl last year and won, I think, 7-6. to six. You know, they're not all class this year, and it wouldn't surprise me if next year or two years from now they would be a national contender. But I just don't think that they're good enough to take it to the next level right now. And the other thing you said about playing Auburn week one, now that can be a good thing if they beat them, but it's, I would say it's a little bit higher of a risk than a reward. And if their college or excuse me, if they lose to Auburn, their college football playoff chance completely out the door. Um, even if they were to win out, they might not even get in the playoff after losing to Auburn. Whereas if they win that game, they're still going to need to maybe only lose one game in the Pac-12. So it puts them on very thin ice by playing Auburn, whereas if they were to just have scheduled an FCS team, they would have had a little bit more. Yeah, they also have a pretty tough road schedule, I believe. I believe they travel up to uh, UW. Um, I believe they go to ASU and USC. So that's a, that's a pretty tough um, uh, road, or maybe not USC, but they, they have a pretty tough, you know, Pac-12 schedule. The Pac-12 is interesting because they don't have, like, a bunch of, like, like real big contenders this year, but there's a lot of, like, good teams yeah. that, that could beat really anybody on any given day. So that's why I feel like sometimes the Pac-12 doesn't have – always the, the 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 Alabamas of the world, the Clemson, simply because, you know, it's a good conference. It's not, you know, they kind of beat each other up sometimes, um, whereas, like, Clemson kind of runs away with their conference uh, last couple of years just clearing away. Yeah, I mean, I still think that the Pac-12 is better than the ACC. I mean, you remove Clemson from the ACC, and it's not even close. Like, and 7-7, uh, seven and seven, I think they went Pittsburgh last year, won the ACC Coastal Division. So it's it's yeah. really – that's just a bad conference besides Clemson. But that's a story for another day. I think that the Pac-12, North at least, is going to come down to the Washington versus Oregon game. Um, last year, it was a really close game. It was a heartbreaking game from a UW fan perspective, missing a 37-yard field goal that would have won it at the end of regulation and then losing in overtime from a C.J. Verdell touchdown run. Um, the Huskies were fortunate to still win the North last year, but I think that they won't, if they lose to Oregon, they won't have that same luxury this year because Oregon is a step better this year. The good news is that the game is in Seattle. I think the Huskies have a slight edge in that game. I think they can win it and, uh, win the North. I think it'll be the Huskies versus Utah again in the Pac-12 championship. Um, but I think that, the North is really, I think, going to UW and Oregon. Stanford has cooled off in recent years. They do have KJ Costello, you know, but they've been cooled off for a while. WSU, I think, is going to take a huge drop off from last year. But from the South, I think it could conceivably go 
in any direction. So I think the South is pretty intriguing for next year. Yeah, the South has uh, is interesting because, you know, you have Utah, who's the early favorite right now with Tyler Huntley, a quarterback, and Zach Moss, at running back, which should be exciting. Uh, and they got a really good defense again this year, which they're known to have. Um, you know, USC has a, got a lot of talent, but, you know, again, the quarterback situation uh, looms large and, you know, trying to see if JT can uh, handle that and a new offensive coordinator, too, after Cliff Kingsbury left. Um, uh, and, you know, Arizona State with Herm Edwards, don't count them out. They kind of came around last year. I know they lost to Kill Harry to the NFL, but, uh, you know, they got they got a good squad. And Arizona, I mean, two years ago, uh, Cleo Tate was a Heisman candidate. So, you know, uh, that's that's Arizona's no scrub either. So the, it's very wide open. Like the North, North's probably better this year simply because of Washington and uh, uh, Oregon and Stanford. But the South uh, shouldn't be any scrubs either. Yeah, I mean, if I had to bet on it, I would say that it goes to Utah. Um, it wouldn't surprise me if USC won it, but I would – project USC to finish third. Um, UCLA is another interesting team because they were pretty bad last year. I think they started off zero and five and yet they somewhat got it together to an extent down the stretch. Um, obviously with Chip Kelly being the coach, there's always some intrigue. Dorian Thompson Robinson will take the reins at quarterback um, so I, I think UCLA could go four and eight. They could also go eight and four, nine and three. Um, you just never know. Yeah, yeah. It's, it'll be interesting to see what Chip Kelly does in year two because, you know, it's, it's hard, in, especially in college football, because, you know, uh, it takes a while to recruit your guys. Look at Scott Frost in Nebraska. That's, you know, programs being turned around. But the first, first they went 0 and 6 start the year. Right. Um, so, you know, you got to get your guys in there. It'll be interesting to see what Chip Kelly does year two, uh, you know, knowing he's stable for now, at least the job's position, and, uh, you know, what UCLA can do. Last year was kind of a recovery after Rosen left, I felt like. Uh, they didn't have a defense before that, and they didn't have the quarterback. So uh, that should be interesting. Yeah, they came on at the end of the year. Uh, the the Pac-12 should, should – there's a lot of good matchups this year, especially, you know, uh, I know your Huskies play Oregon and – I'm going to be flying up there for the USC game, which should be fun. Oh, yeah. And uh, uh, we, we'll do a live podcast from the game. Yeah. <laughs> the parking lot. But, uh, yeah, the, the Pac-12 was going to be fun this year. Yeah, for sure. I'm excited. I'm really excited for that September 28th uh, Washington versus USC game, not just for the fact that you're going to up for it, but also, um, you know, the last home game – that the Huskies lost in that stadium was actually against USC. Um, I remember that game. Yeah, that was a bad game. Jake Browning threw, I think, two picks to Adoree Jackson. It was never really even all that close, 26 to 13. The Huskies lost. I think that was the same day that three top four teams lost across college football. It was an insane day, uh, and 26-13 was the final score. But the Huskies have not lost the game at home since then. So I'll be hoping that they can beat USC and kind of turn that around. Um, Quick question. Are we going to be sitting in the Husky student section? We will not be sitting in the Husky student section. That is reserved for Husky students. Well, okay. Yes, I know. I'm saying we're going to, are we going to be on the Husky side? Um, It's like 
the 30 yard line i mean there's not really a husky side it's husky stadium so it's okay. mostly husky fans that's that's good a 30 yard line those are nice seats yeah and uh, i'll be sure to be wearing all my uh, uh <laughs> my gold my red and gold <laughs> all right well yeah all right um we got some loyal husky fans around us most of the people are have been season ticket holders for quite some time so that should be interesting mm, yeah that'll be fun <laughs> yeah um no if they i'm gonna be upset if they lose that game though because it that's gonna put a dent because they'll lose one game that they shouldn't lose you know on the road because that's just natural to happen and they're gonna need to take care of business at home they're gonna need to take care of oregon and if they do that they should win the pack 12 yeah so do you really is there a team in the pack 12 that you think has a, a a decent shot to make the college football playoff I, I would still stick with saying that the Huskies have the best chance to do it. I mean, they're the most recent team that's done it. Not that that really matters because all those players have graduated. But, you know, they they lose a lot of talent. There's no way around that. They just simply lose a lot of talent. The good news is they have Jacob Eason coming in. And I would love to, you know, hype that up as much as I could. And a lot of people are. The fact of the matter is he lost the starting job at Georgia to Jake Fromm. And Jake Fromm's a great quarterback, but as Husky fans, we need to be prepared that this quarterback's going to be worse than Jake Fromm. And that's okay, <laughs> but that's okay, but he, he will be. And I'm, I, you know, I'm playing devil's advocate because, you know, the Huskies are not a powerhouse this year. I still think that because they, ha- they, they have been so deep defensively, they still have a lot of good players coming up. Their backup running back last year is really good. Most of their receivers return. They do have a solid quarterback coming in. A lot of their really solid offensive line returns. And Chris Peterson, you know, still one of the best coaches in the game. They have a favorable schedule in terms of home and away. They get Oregon at home. They get WSU at home. They get Utah at home. They get USC at home which I'm really excited for this year because those are all some really great games um, to watch. But So I think that the Huskies are still edging out Oregon by a little bit, still the favorite. Huh. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm actually going to defend your Huskies, and you know how I don't like the Huskies before I even move to Seattle. But I'm going <laughs> to defend your Huskies because Justin Fields lost out the job to Jake Fromm too. And right. he's getting the hype train right now. So just because the guy loses it out, right. you know, they were com- just committed to from because that's George's boy. But uh, I don't feel good. I don't feel good promoting the Huskies. It doesn't make me feel good inside. But, um, <laughs> yes, the Huskies should be good. I think Oregon, just simply because they have the most experienced and talented quarterback in the Pac-12, has the best shot. Um, you know, uh, I do not think USC is going to be in the national title contention. But, uh, you know, they should have an exciting year. They renovated the Coliseum. Uh, so I believe they, they have like five straight primetime games or something like that. They play at night because they want to show off the new section, which should be cool. So I think that will rejuvenate some stuff. You know, Clay Helton playing for his job. Uh, well, not playing, coaching for his job. Uh, but, you know, there should be a lot of good matchups this year. And uh, we'll come back. To, we got anything else for him? Ethan? Um, 
well, okay. I the one the one thing that I would add is that you know we I kind of talked about how um, close the conference could be, how competitive it is, you know. But we do need to acknowledge that there is um, at least one bottom feeder that we haven't really touched on yet. Because uh, when I was making my Pac-12 power rankings, I was going, wow, from number four to like eleven, these are all really interchangeable. But then there's the uh, lowly Beavers sitting at number 12, unfortunately, and that's just not going to change. Poor Oregon State, man. Poor Oregon Gotta State pick Beavers. on it. <laughs> so, if you're, I, yeah, if you're a Beavers fan, it's going to be kind of rough. To, to our thousands of Oregon State Beaver fans listening, it, yeah, I'm sorry that you have to go through this, and uh, yeah. we'll pray for you and hope for everything's okay. Yeah, I don't know if Oregon State fans exist, but if they do, <laughs> you know, I'm sorry. <laughs> There's about five of them, and yeah. they. Uh, <laughs> where is Oregon State anyway? I know, and don't have some smart answer, but it's in Oregon. It's in Oregon. Right. No, it's uh, <laughs> it's in Corvallis. It's like South Oregon. Oh, yeah. Sounds like a blast. Yeah. Um, okay. <laughs> all right. Well, we'll uh, we'll come back with a podcast here in a week or so, and uh, thanks for listening, guys. All right.